0: what's up guys welcome back to the everything bagel podcast this is episode 10 um i'm milo
1: and i'm charlie
0: and today we are talking about some just some random questions
1: yeah a little bit of everything yeah
0: (laughs) hence the name um we we're going to do something we were going to plan on doing something special for the 10th episode but it didn't turn out to um and we're going to plan it for next week up next week's episode but so today we're just doing a little filler episode and it's just a bunch more random questions
1: yeah um it's kind of crazy that we're already at episode 10 um so hopefully you guys enjoy the episode and maybe we just want to get right into it
0: uh, yeah, sure. So I wrote down a bunch of questions that, that we could discuss. Um, so mm-hmm. the first one is, um, what is your favorite candy?
1: Oh, just straight up. Um, I always thought this question was hard because candy like a super wide variety. Like, like there could totally be different types of candies that are like totally different things and they couldn't even be considered candies. Um, because they're just so different you know there's chocolate there's the fruits um there's like the jellies you know all that stuff it's really hard to choose one yeah um but i really i really like chocolate peanut butter stuff i think that's a great mixture so i'm gonna say my favorite candy is probably reese's peanut butter cups
0: to just to spice Mm. it up a little bit (laughs) um so i do also like peanut butter and chocolate um but my second favorite, close second, is um, Twix. Huh, Twix.
1: I feel like that's um, caramel, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got caramel. It's got chocolate outer layer, and it's got like a cookie inside. Mhm. It's it's so good because like you get that crunch from the cookie, but also you get the caramel and the chocolate, which makes it soft. It's it's a good snack, and I would agree with you. Reese's is a is one of my favorites also. But have you ever tried freezing the Reese's?
1: No, I've tried I've tried like uh freezing Snickers um and I freeze like Girl Scout cookies like thin mints, but I've never frozen I've never frozen Reese's. I'll have to try that. Is it any good?
0: Yeah, it's really good. I've done it once or twice and it's pretty good. Like you thought Reese's was good just regular. This is so uh-huh. much better cuz it you like actually get to savor it. You don't just pop it in your mouth and eat it. So you can.
1: I I get the freezing of chocolate, but does the peanut butter like does the consistency does the consistency change at all, or does it stay kind of just like um, peanut butter frozen?
0: Kinda, I feel like it. It like freezes with the with the chocolate, but like not too much that it's like hard as a rock. Interesting. Yeah, I'll good.
1: have to try that. Um, going yeah. back to Twix for a second, um, one of Trix, Twix's branding things is left and right. So, are you a left Twix guy or a right Twix
0: guy? Well, I honestly, people are gonna get mad at me. I honestly don't really care about. Them. No,
1: you're wrong. They're different.
0: I feel like they're the same. They're just the same.
1: No, Milo. You I was so I wrong. Would
0: I would prefer a full Twix instead of a left or right Twix.
1: No no no. You don't you don't even get it. The packaging.
0: There are two Twix bars in a
1: package. But one but one package might say left and the other might say right.
0: I know, but I like like I don't know. I feel like I feel like the king size packages are just like one whole big Twix bar and that's what I I see what you mean. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ah, Milo. White Twix is the way to go. (laughs) You know, I I don't think they're made in different factories or anything like that. I don't think they're technically different, but White Twix is the way to go. Um, But actually, I think Reese's do have different factories, and you can taste the difference between the candies. Like, there's, in my opinion, there's a big difference between some Reese's every once in a while. And I think it's because there are different factories that make them slightly differently.
0: Have you tried any of the like newer flavors of Reese's, like the the chocolate flavors yeah, like, or the peanut with butter? With the one?
1: Reese's pieces inside them and stuff.
0: Oh no, no, no! I was not talking about that. I was talking about like the new flavors. The like one where it's like half peanut butter shell and half chocolate, and then like dark chocolate.
1: Oh, that sounds good. I have not tried that, but I am going to. Didn't know that was a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the ones you were talking about were the like stuffed ones those are really yeah
1: those are awesome and i think reese's is also the number one halloween candy like selling of all time
0: i don't know is it
1: yeah i think i know this because i was doing trivia with my family um like trivia night and one of the questions was what's the number one or actually what it was is rank five through one the highest selling halloween bars and Reese's was number one, and none of my family thought it was Reese's, but I did, and we didn't say Reese's, and we got it wrong, so I still hold that against them to this yeah, day. Yeah, I
0: was I was there for that um, also. I think we did say Reese's, but I don't remember if that was right or not.
1: I think it was.
0: I think it is also. Oh, yes. According to usatoday.com, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is, is 36% when when they polled people about their favorite halloween candy
1: and 36 percent favorite and that's the other percent is the rest of the bars
0: well the other percent is like snickers 18 m&ms 11 right 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 okay so
1: reese's had the biggest portion
0: yeah well i think
1: the chocolate peanut butter is you know it's a stable reliable mixture
0: yeah definitely and for the people that have peanut allergies, I'm sorry for you. Have a Twix. Yeah, have a Twix. I think that's I think that's not free.
1: But make sure to write Twix.
0: Well. Okay. So, um, next question. What is one goal you are working on at the moment? Not like right now, but like currently.
1: Right, right, right. Um. Well we're both w- working towards a half marathon running, but we uh we talked about that last episode, so maybe we wanna mm-hmm. wanna talk about something else.
0: Yeah, do you have any personal goals?
1: Jeez. I don't know. Um I-, I guess one thing, um, which has kind of been an ongoing goal for a while now is I'm a rower and for those of you who don't know, there's kind of two types of rowing there's outdoor rowing in a boat. And then there's urging. So it's kind of like running outside versus a treadmill and urging is the treadmill version of it.
0: Yeah, it's a rowing machine.
1: Yeah. And um, one big thing the coaches use to figure out, you know, your speed and stuff is your urge score. So specifically your 2k time because a two kilometer race is kind of the average rowing race. It's kind of like the mile for running. So um, I've been personally trying to lower my 2k time and try to get it, um, faster and faster. Um, and that's been something I've been working on for a year or two, but, um, yeah, that's definitely something I've been working on.
0: Um, what are some things you're doing to achieve this goal?
1: Well, it's really important whenever you're going to have an erg test to make sure you get, you know, a good night of sleep beforehand, uh, make sure you're fueling your body properly with, um, everything you need. Um, and just to get on the erg and, um, practice with different types of pieces and working out every part of your body, you know, sprinting, stamina, long distance, all that stuff and making sure that you're in peak physical condition. Um, and I've been going on a lot of runs to make sure, um, I'm staying in condition like that, uh, during quarantine. What about you, Myla?
0: Yeah, so we... We said in an uh, another episode that we both do not like erging, but it's something we have to do. So a good like substitute for it sometimes is going on a run because it it covers the most of the same muscle group except the arms, and it does work on your cardiovascular and your um, VO two max. Right, right. Yeah. So for me, I so a personal goal I just tried. Starting a few days ago was actually um, trying to hold my breath longer, like underwater and stuff.
1: (laughs) That's so weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So basically, I um, took a lifeguard training thing, um, a lifeguard training course over last February break. And so for a lifeguard, you actually have to be able to hold your breath for... A good amount of time to actually get somebody out of the water right um so yeah i no- I noticed that's like one thing i um have a little bit of trouble like i i always like panic and like it doesn't it, i usually have to come up for air um so i actually downloaded an app it's called free diving apnea um trainer So basically you take a breath hold test and you hold your breath for as long as you can. Um, When I started um, a few weeks ago, I was at like a 148, which is like a good amount. And so a few days ago I was, I'm now at a, my personal best is a 216. So um, one thing I do um, is... So, one thing you're supposed to start with is CO2 training, and it trains your body to keep CO2 um, in your uh, lungs and actually inside for longer, um, so you don't have to, like, let it go. And so, I'm doing this for about a week, a week or two, and then I will train to O2 training, which um, is, like, CO2 training, but except for oxygen.
1: Interesting. That's um definitely something that I would never think of especially, you know, not being a lifeguard, but that's that's actually pretty interesting and um I think it's good to work towards a goal and you got something so that's great.
0: Yeah. And um it does also help your cardiovascular um and it trains you to be able to like breathe heavier. Um and that's good for rowing because we um you, I, I was saying this to you a few days ago. You can't row hard and breathe really heavy and really fast. Like, you will not last a very long time. You have to control your breathing. It's it's all about your breathing.
1: Right, and that's the same for most, most cardiovascular sports. But, yeah, definitely um, it's all about making sure you're in control and calm, and that will uh, relax your muscles and, you know, let you be a better athlete.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and speaking, uh, you know, um, this just popped into my head while you were talking. Um, another goal I have is I just started up a golf camp and I am not good at golf at all. Uh, and I'm not taking it super seriously or anything. Um, but I noticed um, while I was driving, which is like a big swing at the beginning um, of the course to get as far down as you can, um, I need to work on that big swing to make sure Um, I'm controlling myself, you know, um, because naturally as a rower, I just want to use all my strength at once and just hit it. But in golf, it's all about precision. So um, I want to do a better job, you know, focusing in on the drive um, and making sure I'm aiming properly and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I actually have my um, grandfather's old golf clubs, um, but I never use them because I've never actually like gone golfing. But it's something I want to try.
1: Yeah, maybe you can join in on one of my lessons, or we can go golfing sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm not that good, but I could try to teach you whatever I know.
0: Yeah, definitely, that'd be fun. Okay, so do you wanna um, go to the next question? Yeah, why not? Okay, so the next question is: If you were a teacher, what subject would you teach?
1: Oh, interesting. So we're talking like high school level teacher or teacher in general? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Huh. I don't really want to stereotype teachers, um, but I guess I'd probably be an English teacher because I feel like English teachers sometimes get a bad rep for being maybe a little strict and a little dry. So maybe I'd like to bring back the English teacher name um, and be a little more fun. Um, and I enjoy reading, um, and learning about stuff like that, and I think English is a good mix between history and, um, you know, other sides of, um, education. I think it's a, a good mix of a lot of stuff, and I enjoy it myself. So, yeah, probably English.
0: Yeah, um, I also enjoy English a lot. Um, I enjoy reading, and I'm, I think I'm a pretty good writer, um, so, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose being an English teacher. Um, I would actually choose being a history teacher. Um, so I really enjoy history. It's, I think my favorite subject at school. And so it's, I just feel like it's really fun to, to learn about how everything happened, how we are here today, um, and what happened in the rest of the world. I almost find it as like a story because even though it's like actual history um, you can just like read documents and read things like it's actually a story um, and I do enjoy writing you do a, a bunch of writing in history but I, I think it would be fun to be a history teacher because you would be telling that story to other people
1: yeah um and i think um history would probably be my my second my second option i think it's very interesting how english and history have a big overlap because there's uh, a lot of reading and a lot of writing um and a lot of taking in information in those two classes as opposed to uh math and science where it's a lot about facts and just kind of remembering those facts obviously in history there's remembering dates um but while you're writing there's not only one way you can write an essay there's a million ways you can write an essay and it's all about um your personal preference um and i think that makes it a little more fun you know because as a history teacher an english teacher you're more guiding the kids to find their preference um in how they write or how they take in knowledge whereas a math teacher you're pretty much just trying to drill in a certain formula or a certain set of numbers um and just trying to make them memorize it
0: yeah Um, so, yeah, it's, it's funny that you said it has an overlap because, um, this coming school year, I'm actually taking a class, which is, um, history and English combined into, like, one overall class. It's two periods, but, like, for English and history, but, like, it's the same class, and I, I think I'm going to find it really interesting. My brother took it, and he said he really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's called American Studies, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: yeah I was looking at that class, but um, I think I decided I was just going to do the the normal history English, but I think that'd be a very interesting opportunity, especially because as I said, English and history um you know lap over each other um in a lot of different ways.
0: yeah, so do you want to move on to the next question sure
1: let's uh keep on rolling on uh let, yeah, <laughs> let me redo that. that was weird um sure okay. let's keep on going
0: okay so how do you like your eggs cooked
1: oh (laughs) this is an interesting question because it can be different different every morning i actually have chickens so i have you know i have the opportunity to have fresh eggs every morning and i can pick um that's an interesting question so, the the yolk of the egg kind of freaks me out sometimes when it's really runny. So, um, I usually go with scrambled. That way, you kind of don't have the opportunity to have a really runny yolk. Um, so, scrambled is usually my choice, especially with a little cheese. Um, that's always really good. Um, and I also like omelets, but I feel like omelets are kind of more than just an egg. So, um, I'd say scrambled because the runny yolk freaks me out. Although the runny yolk on some toast every once in a while is good.
0: Yeah, so like you, I also have chickens and we get like seven to eight eggs a day. We don't eat that many eggs a day though. So I think I would have to agree with you. My favorite is, is scrambled because I don't like the runny yolk. But when I'm having like eggs on something like a English muffin or a bagel, um, you can't really have scrambled eggs cause everything will just fall out. So that's where I usually put an omelet, but I don't really like a lot of stuff in my omelet. I just usually go with a plain egg and salt and pepper and mm. that's, that's a lot of what I eat. Yeah. For eggs. Um, yeah. When we have rowing races, that's, that's usually my breakfast. I eat that on the way to the race.
1: Yeah, eggs are great, but you should, you know, stay away from the cheese. You know, as we learned the hard way, you definitely don't want to have dairy. uh, In our case, chocolate milk, but dairy in general before a race.
0: Oh, yeah, that was so basically our coach said we can't eat any dairy product because like we will like cramp up. And so being us, we totally forgot about that and immediately drank chocolate milk um you drank like the whole thing I only drank like a couple of sips so I was I was pretty much fine but how was how was that experience for you
1: you know uh, once we got racing once we we're in the groove it wasn't bad but at the start line while we were waiting, while we were waiting um that was not a fun experience um and it's so hard because our you know at regattas which is a rowing race all the all the teams have a food tent and inside the food tent is like all the food you would want ever. They have like ramen and chocolate milk, and they, you know they have healthy stuff too. But whatever, you know. But like the chocolate <laughs> milk is so good. They get the best. They get the best stuff, and it's so hard to not eat it or drink it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say. B- before a race, I also definitely eat eggs, and I actually have bantam chickens. Uh, I have some big chickens, but bantam chickens are um like bred small so they're really tiny so they're they're yeah. you know they're bigger than like songbirds in your yard but they're they're smaller than the average size chicken and they make tiny little eggs so um I'll have a tiny little omelet every morning and that's kind of fun yeah
0: um yeah i just have regular chickens <laughs> <laughs> i have eight regular chickens they were actually my brother's so So, one class you can take, um, instead of, like, an English class is a senior project. And if you're a senior and you choose to do this class, you can actually, um, like, do a project that will help the, um, community in some way. And so my brother chose to raise chickens for his project, and, um... it it didn't go too well at first because he bought like four chickens and they all turned out to be roosters oh no (laughs) yeah so that wasn't that wasn't too good but we got some more and that was almost two years ago a year ago i don't really know but we have we now have seven hens and they're doing they're doing pretty good
1: Yeah, I I have about 15 hens, some of them being the the smaller chickens, and then I have two roosters. Um and frankly, the roosters don't bother me that much. Like they're a little loud every once in a while, but they they're not actually like mean fighting roosters. But I, I just kind of feel bad for my neighbors that have to deal with it. So, um that's not good. But we've had chickens forever. I actually remember when we moved houses, we really only moved down the street, but we picked up the chicken coop on a forklift and drove the chicken coop to our new house and the chickens were very confused because they were in the chicken coop when we did it um so that's something i'll i'll always remember
0: yeah whenever we have to like move chickens we we take our dog crate one of our dog crates um and we put them in the dog crate and put them in the back of the car they are also very confused (laughs) yeah okay so i think we have time for one or two more questions yeah sure um. So, what is one thing you can't live without?
1: One thing I can't live without. Ooh, well, I love my bed. My bed is my happy place. I love sleeping. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. But I don't think that should be my one thing. Um. Hmm. You want to go first for this one? I have to think.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. So, one thing I. I think I can't live without would be um, I think like being able to listen to to music on a daily basis because like I enjoy music very much and I actually um, play a bunch of instruments so not being able to listen to music would be very very difficult for me Um, I think I think you would agree with that Um,
1: yeah that's a good one yeah, I love listening to music. Um, I'm going to say probably the one thing I can't live without is my bicycle because um, I love going biking um, to places with friends. Um, now it's kind of slowed down because of quarantine, but every once in a while I'll still go out and stay six feet apart. Um, but especially because my parents can't drive me everywhere. It's great to have another mode of transportation to get around. Um, and I love my bike. I love biking. It's one of my favorite hobbies. So I definitely stay on my bike
0: yeah that's a good one um i unfortunately don't have a a bike um my my dad has a bike that he lets us use sometimes but it's like a a cycling bike so you actually have to clip into it it's not just like a a pleasure bike like you can go wherever you want like i mean you can but like it's a lot of work
1: yeah yeah i get that
0: um yeah so i think this will be the last question for the episode um, what is the craziest slash scariest thing you've ever done?
1: Ever done? Yes. Ah, I thought you were gonna say, like, have seen or witnessed. No. Um, uh, huh. I've done some, I've done some crazy things. Um, I'd say one thing that I thought was pretty crazy, um, and normally it wouldn't be that crazy, but just because of the conditions I was in, it was a little scary, um, I tried to climb a mountain called Mount Mushalaki, and it's a four thousand foot mountain. Um, in New Hampshire, um, it's a little over four thousand foot, and it's not a huge mountain. Um, but I was climbing it in the winter, like the dead of the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the mountain is shaped is it's kind of a steady, gradual up, all the way to the top, and then right before the top, there's kind of a dome, and that dome is probably only about a hundred feet tall. Um, but it's kind of that last push. And we were climbing up this mountain, and right as we got to the dome, um, a huge storm broke out, um, and there's a ton of snow. It was actually hail at some points, um, and um, one of the adults um, in our in our group said it, was, it wasn't it was safe enough to go up top. So we had to shelter down in some trees um, and hang out until the storm died down a tiny bit. Then we went back down, but it was kind of disappointing we didn't get to, t- to the top because we were so close at the base of that dome. So I'd say that was, you know, obviously not death-defying or anything, but that was kind of a crazy situation I was in.
0: Yeah, that does sound pretty scary. Um, I had a similar experience in Italy while hiking up a mountain, just a big, like, at the top we got to... It was like a smaller mountain. Um, There was just, like, a bunch of sand and the winds picked up and a big sandstorm and then thunder and lightning. But I, I think... I think like either one of two things, either one, I was able to hike up a trail, um, called the, it's not really a trail, it's like like a road, um, a road called the Sani Pass in South Africa. And it goes from the bottom of, um, a mountain to the top of a mountain. And it, there are a bunch of mountains like in between. It's like a ridge yeah yeah um it's from south africa to the country of Lesotho, because Lesotho is a landlocked country of south africa and so it actually snowed um the day before so we weren't able you would usually just take a day trip up there and drive up it but we weren't able to do that so we actually had to walk up and it's like a long long hike so we weren't able to make it to the top but we made it to a good um, spot where we got a really good view of the snow-covered mountains and it was really pretty. I would say that was pretty crazy um, because of the the altitude. Um, mm. Or I would say I'm I'm not a big like roller coaster guy. I wasn't, um, and so we went on a band trip to Six Flags at the end of the year last year, and so I didn't really like. I was probably, like, scared of roller coasters, and so my friends, like, helped me over that fear, and, um, we slowly, like, went on bigger roller coasters with, like, loops, and I found it, like, to be really fun, and, um, I don't know if you have been to Six Flags, have you? Yeah. So, there's a, Six Flags has a partnership with, like, DC, so do you know the ride, like, it was, like, the Riddler or something?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: So it's one where you are in a seat, but it's not like a regular roller coaster seat. It's like one where your legs are like hanging. It's kind of like a, uh, a, a baby uh, seat for like a swing, but like right, right, yeah. So I went on something like that, and but you go, you keep like swinging around because like you're not like the bottom isn't like hooked in, so you're like flipping also. It was really fun. I didn't think it was going to be that fun, but it was really fun, and it was pretty crazy. So I would say either, either of those two would be a, a good story.
1: Yeah, it's always great to uh, pass new barriers um, and, you know, uh, get a new accomplishment under the belt. And it's also, um, back to the hiking for a sec, um, I, I believe that the view on top of the mountain is always better um, if the hike is more well-deserved. Because the year after that snowstorm, I hiked back up Musalaki while the weather was great, and the view was amazing so um and I'm sure yeah. you felt the same when you finished that trail with the snowy mountains, so I think a hike or an adventure or a roller coaster always feels better when you know what you have to overcome is bigger.
0: yeah, okay, so I think that was the last question that we had time for, but I just want to say. Thank you to everybody who has actually listened to all of our episodes. I can't believe it's already 10 weeks. Um, This has been a really fun project we have done. um, And we hope to continue to do this for as long as we can. Um, Of course, if you guys have anything you think we would enjoy talking about or anything you want to share with us, you can email us everythingbabelpodcast23 at gmail.com. Um, it'll be in the description and I think that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Thank you guys.
1: Thanks guys. Signing out.
0: Bye guys.